This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from Bloodmarked with mentions of The Little Mermaid, Shadowhunters, and The Demon Tide. For full list, please see show notes. There are also discussions surrounding 15th century history, which includes depictions of enslavement and violence. Everybody and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. Even if it doesn't sound like it, I'm coming off of like, this is my, after six days, I could finally talk after laryngitis. So I'm here, but sounding like this. And today we are very happy to discuss Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. And we are going to start off by acknowledging the absolutely wonderful author's note at the end of this book. Well, one of the things that was really great about the authors, we both read this through Audible, and it was one of the first times that we've both experienced the author's note being read out loud. And the same thing with like the trigger warnings and contact warnings. I mean, that you kind of see a little bit more often. Um, but this was the first time to have both of them in a book. But more importantly, Natasha was just saying like she was inspired by The Little Mermaid. She loved The Little Mermaid growing up, as many people do, but she was also fascinated um, in understanding African mythology and culture more. And upon doing her research, one of the things that she loved about this book is that, and she hopes for, it inspires others too, is to like do your own research and realize that the culture isn't like this African culture that she writes about. And it is take place in the 1400s. And like slavery is a topic of conversation because it happens. It's like it kind of keeps the story moving in this book Um that African mythology isn't rooted in just like grief and trauma. There's like, these rich cultures. And Laura and I were just like, we want to talk about it more. And really, you can't have like one of the funniest parts in this move in this book was when they saw a bunch of white people and she thought they were spirits because we were so pale. I was laughing because I was like, we really do be that way. It really do be like that sometimes. <laughs> really, we're just like ghastly. So I, I just, we can't obviously, Laura and I can't speak from personal experience and can't, but we can, ex- like, we can talk about the book and just share how much we love the story and more that we want to learn about. Yeah. And I think the learning is really part of the fun with this because there are instances where Jesse, you and I were reading this and we have these references, these white, white, white people references. Uh, to these these things that were like, oh, well, that's kind of like this. But it's like, you know what? No, no. I want right. to learn more about how it's depicted here because right. I, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of what I already know. I want to expand my my horizons. I want to learn more about this. And this story is so beautiful. And I don't think I can I can say anything better than what the author said in her author's note, which is representation 
matters. The end. Like, period, point, like, there's no, well, this, that, the other thing. I think a great example, as much as, you know, look it up, you have, you know, Walt Disney Studios is releasing The Little Mermaid in May this year for live action. Halle Bailey is Ariel. There was an uproar when her casting was announced back in 2020. I'm sure there's going to be more uproar now. Um, you have conversations about like, as of this week that we're recording, casting for like the character meet and greets at the parks. They're looking for black. I don't know the formal term for cast members to, to be the live action Ariel. So, I mean, Obviously, we don't have a problem with it, but there is like there are people who are and it's I'm just so confused. It's 2023 people. But like if y'all are going to be racist and obviously we hope it's not people who are following us and listening to us because we wouldn't want to associate with you anyway. And and if we're going to talk about, you know, racism, we're going to talk about chaos. Let's talk about the Europeans, because the author's note gives us a little bit more yes. detail, which is just so, I mean, fascinating, wonderful uh, and something I didn't know. The Europeans that came over to West Africa saw the uh, repeating patterns and they thought they were chaotic because they didn't understand them. But actually... Um, the Africans were using advanced mathematics and the Europeans just didn't understand it. So the, um, the you know, fact that ugh. they didn't like I and this like I didn't know about the concept of infinity was like rooted in African history. I didn't. And and it's just so funny, like you said, Europeans, because just because they didn't understand it, it meant it was chaotic or something new that I learned probably it was the the probably even recently was the braiding that there's a there's a beautiful scene in this book and we'll get to it too the braiding of the hair was synonymous with mapping so they so like Simi Dali had like a, a an idea of where to go for like their next steps in their journey um and even more recently that like cesareans c-sections didn't realize that they were they originated from what i understand in africa and europeans found that out brought it to Europe and like, we're like, oh, look what we discovered. Like they didn't just have to learn from these brilliant women. And they were like, yeah, and the painkillers, banana wine. Sweet. Oh, the Europeans. What, what won't they do? <sighs> the what won't they do? Uh, but this, this book is very much about a positive depiction. Um, like Jess, you said earlier, uh, you know, uh, this history isn't all just pain and grief. There is, you know, power and magnificence using the author's own words uh, in this book where she has created this alternate history and what an alternate history it is. Uh, this this book really kind of blew my socks off. I didn't know what to expect. And the twist at the end, I was just like, oh, it figures. Oh, it figures. So this really <laughs> just goes along with everything that we like say, do and stand for on the podcast. Um, but there are a lot of characters here, and I do want to say before we get into the character list that just because you and I both read this um, through the audio, the narrator has an absolutely beautiful accent, and therefore our pronunciations might be a little skewed, and please don't make fun of us for it, but, you know, it is what it is. We're doing our best. 
that's the only way we, we we didn't even have a book. But that being said, when we eventually go into the second book, even if I read it by itself, like I think I would have the narrator in my head. And you've oh, read absolutely. this twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'd all read it. But this goes to like what you've said in the past, like you love reading audiobooks because then you know the, the pronunciations. You know, like, yep. there we go. Um, so some of the characters, we have two of our MCs. We have Simidali and then Cola. Cola has, um, he has friends, Ben and Yenka. But we also have Yamoja, who created the Mamiwata. And the Mamiwata are essentially mermaids. However, they aren't like this plethora. There's only seven. She was only allowed to create seven. And Simidali has, is the seventh of those mermaids um and mommy wata actually translates to mother of the water so that works out um we have uh babalao who um well and we'll get more into it obviously with the story we need to see babalao to get rings um the rings will help get us to eshu eshu um but an eshu is a trickster god we learn of that he also takes uh kind of kidnaps cola's twin siblings uh because the twin siblings are carrying the rings you have Yam- you have a community known as the yamotas um two significant people in that community are isa and his grandfather salif we have the we have aludamari and namoja and there's also a biomi he's a captain of a reclaimed boat and we'll get more into the boats in a bit I think I got them all. Excellent. You did. I, well, or at least like some of the key players. Yeah, we got, we got most of them. We'll, we'll go through it. We'll see who pops up, who wasn't on that list. Uh, so let's start off with the story. The story starts off three months after, uh, Samidili has been changed into a, you know, mermaid from her. I mean, we just get right into it. She jumped off of a Portuguese slaving ship and to her death. And she was given a choice and to become a, we'll just say a mermaid, and collect the souls of those that fall from the ships and like lead them on their way to the afterlife, to the supreme god. And uh, she's doing that. She's doing that in this cold open. The descriptions of a dark ocean are terrifying to me. So when Simidili swims like very deep down, it was like, oh, oh my goodness. All right. You brave thing. Because of men being terrifying on top of the ocean, uh, Nomoja has, as you said earlier, created these um, seven mermaids to shepherd the souls. And uh, Simidili finds the soul of a woman who reminds her of her mother. And it is a reoccurring kind of, um, I'll say theme in this book, where Simidili has an immense amount of shame over not being able to remember her like past life while she is in the water. And she does feel like, if I don't remember any of my life, did I ever exist and she does have this struggle really throughout the whole book but that's also something that's supposed to be like once you're a mermaid mommy wata she it's supposed to be like you're not supposed to really go on land you're supposed to reside in the ocean because the more you're on land the more flashbacks you have the more memories you have and it's supposed you're supposed to be kind of in your own afterlife this is like your new future, your new present, your new future. So you're not supposed to be living in the past. And she's the only one that continues to do so. Yeah. And um, 
the Velashity does give her a little bit of shit about that. She's like, oh, like you have your soul cool. Like, why are you going to the island? Why are you going to the island so early? Like, you can't, you can't get to Nomoja until day seven. She's like, oh, you, you just want to go hang out in the sand, huh? You want to be up there in the sun? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> she gives her shit about it. And so it's just like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, mm, bad shame. Uh, and then she waits for her to like swim away, and then she's just like mm, going up, going up. She's still doing her own thing yeah. all the time. She's like, I loved mm, her. It, you know, too good, too good, too good. Uh, but then she she goes up to the island, and she doesn't. I, I do find this interesting, um, because we have Simadilly here in her human form right away. And she does make it a point to say that she doesn't, she could stand, but she chooses not to. She like chooses to stay like laying down in the sand and letting the sun like, you know, really bake into her. And then by the end of this book, she is just walking on her feet like 24 seven, just not catching a break. Uh, So, you know, she does start off not. So I did like that. And how many times in the book where she's like, you know she was exhausted because the longer she was out of water, the more the tired she was getting. She was like, I feel my skin like just dehydrated. Then when she then she would go from mermaid and I mean she kinda had a lot of flexibility. It wasn't straight up from the little mermaid because she's like, If I'm in water, I have a tail. If I'm out of water, I don't it's almost like nope, nope, we we what we I don't want to go there because we want to make an active point not to be comparing it to the, these other things that we know. Um, but I loved when she was going to get out of water and she's like, oh, I feel my I feel the bones cracking again. Like, girl, same. I get that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Uh, and then as she is in the sand, she does get her, you know, some memories of her mother. Um, being a storyteller and how she lived in the capital in the forest city. Uh, but it is through this on the seventh day where she has to give the soul to Nemoja. And we get the idea that they do this in human form because they're human souls and they do it to honor them. So they do it in that form, which I thought was really beautiful. And this uh, ritual to contact uh, Nemoja, you know, seven flowers, seven prayers, you know, we have we have all of this. The reveal of Numoja has the the emerald, and she left the rivers and she made the sea her home because she uh, knew what was happening with the slavers and she needed she needed to do something. So she made the memory water and she um, you know receives and gives the blessing of making them. And it is our honor to uh, shepherd these souls. And she really kind of drives that home into Simadilly because she's looking at her and she's like, uh-huh. What, the, what is this? What is this? What is this? Why are you like this? Uh, this this whole... And I have to say, when um, Simadilly comes back with Cola and they have that fight, I was right there with her. Um, she's like, why didn't you tell me this? But we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. I, well, there, there's, a lo- there's a lot of things where she was like... I mean, we could get to it now. (laughs) Okay, okay, let's get into it. So they give the soul. It's very beautiful. She, Simadilly goes back out and she finds Kola and he is alive and that scares her. So she brings him back to the island. Uh, She feeds him, heals him. They talk a little bit about everything and he's like, okay, okay, cool. All right, I see, I see you because he saw her as 
uh, a mermaid and now he sees her on land. They kind of talk a little bit and he's like, okay, cool. Can we contact her though? Can we contact Nemoja? Cause I, I need to get home. And, um, can we, can we do that? And she's like, the fuck? Yeah. Well, and background for Cola. Cola, um, came off of a slave ship. He was thrown in the water, I think. Yeah, he was thrown on the water. She saved, she was actually going to collect his soul. And then she was wondering, like, why are these sharks swimming around me? He was a little bit more hurt than she anticipated, but he was still alive. And that's why she's saving him is because he was still alive. She was originally just supposed to collect his soul. Yeah. So, and, but we get why, right? We get why. So this is, this is why. So he, he, Cola, Cola is there. He's basically just there. <laughs> and Nemoja is just talking to Simidili, just like, what, what, what the fuck is all of this? How did he get here? And she starts screaming and like wailing. And she's like, you don't understand. Like, um, you don't understand the order of things. You've broken the decree. You've broken the edict. You are going to fuck all of us, essentially. Uh, and she, and Simidili is like, what are you talking about? what what i honestly she's like i thought you'd be proud of me for like saving a life and like i'm gonna kill all of us yeah like look at me i have like i have such a good heart like i did this selfless thing this is what i get for doing the nice thing (laughs) like oh my gosh so so um nemoja goes through this story and it's basically like alodomari is the supreme god and, you know, men were all created equal. And of course, men can't have anything nice and they hated that. So they wanted difference. And because of difference became chaos. And then it was decreed that human destinies are their own. And uh, the, uh, oh, what are they called? What are they called? The Arisha cannot um, interfere in men's life. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Except, like, they are slaving and being horrific. So, um, Nemoja created the, um, mermaids and, uh, Alodomari was like, you can't, you, you can't just, like, bend the rules like that. That, that's not cool. She found a loop. She, she found a loophole and yeah. she used the last of her power because she only had the seven sapphires. That's how, like, that indicates. And so she like kind of found a loophole and she even tells and like she finds the loophole. She makes the agreement. And that's when that's why she's like you. She has to tell um, Simidali, hey, you're going to have to bring that up with him. I used all my energy. I gave you all your sapphires. You're going to have to explain to him and ask for forgiveness that you saved his, that you saved Colossal. So like, yeah, off onto your adventure because you you broke the edict. But the most important detail here is that Alodomari was upset about the edict and uh, Ishu was sent to like relay that message of Alodomari being upset about that. And Ishu, who was jealous about uh, Nemoja being able to do this, fucking slashed her three times on each cheek. Alodomari did not sanction that, did not even know about that. Isha was just so jealous over her power to do that that he just took it into his own hands. Like, as what they is do. that? Yeah, as I'm, It's as interesting to see that there's, like, certain things that are completely consistent amongst every culture. Yeah. 
just just absolutely horrible. So that uh, that is a betrayal. And then, of course, you know, we find out the issue is as the messenger between the Earth and Elodomari is just like not relaying messages anymore because he's just like a jealous. He's just fuck. unhinged. He, yeah. he, have, he wants everything under his own purview. Yeah. Absolutely jealous fuck. Uh, the pearl veil that Nemoja takes off here. Uh, I don't know if you were picturing the jackalope pearl, the, the jackalope land pearl mask, but I absolutely was. If you go to, it's like jackalopeland.com. There's like a pearl like face mask and it is beautiful. And that's what I was picturing here. So when she was like, she took it off, I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, but that scar reveal is so intense and just made me so angry, especially when it is revealed that the Supreme God Ulodomari did not sanction that and Ishu was just like upset. It's just the the fucking worst. And it's because of all of this, all of this, that the slaving ships are not being destroyed by Nomoja or the mermaids because they can't interfere any more because she they have to just wait there yeah because nomoja's already been punished like she's already done like what she feels she can do like she's done enough and she's already been punished for it so she's not going to risk the wrath anymore of um Elodomaya. so ooh and everyone is like don't trust ishu don't trust ishu he's a they say he's the trickster god and they're like i got it we know we know like they kind of are dismissive like yeah yeah we get it he's a trickster god don't trust anything he says don't trust anything he does blah 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 yeah but then here here's the fight here's the fight that we were alluding to it was like okay okay you've you you've told simandili all of this why didn't you tell her that to start with? And she's like, why yeah. didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you tell me that I could never save anybody? And she's like, I shouldn't have to tell you. Nobody else is questioning this task. But nobody no, but else see, questions it. And I was just like, mm. Mm, no, because I just don't agree with that. I think it's just like such a like a boomer, yep. like a boomer mentality of like, just do as I say. Like, because just do I what said I said. So. Like, I love knowing the why to it like if i'm told to do something at work i'll got it i'll do it. but to under like but like I- i've been fortunate enough that i've said i've been kind of trained to say like hey can you do this this is the importance of it when i have that why everything clicks and also you're t- you're turning somebody into a mermaid for eternity i feel like there should be like a mini little overview to be like hey you're taking up this this huge responsibility. You're going to be responsible taking souls and bring them to the alpha, right? Here's some important key things you should really know. As much as it might pain you to like want to save people, you really can't. Here's the importance. There's this edict in place. There's a lot of moving parts. So as much as you'd like to, you, you really your sole responsibility is to help bring these souls into a you know bring them home essentially, bring the, into the the home afterlife. So. I just don't understand. And she's like, they didn't say why not. Just because just because everybody else is doing it. <laughs> like Yeah, for real. I don't know. Yeah, for real. And then she's just like, okay, fine. You know what? You screwed up. You have to say you're sorry to Elodomaya. So you can do that by go getting these two rings from the Babalayo, who's the high priest. And Cola's like, hey, hey, I 
there's a high priest of my village. Just so happens. This is this is kind of a part where I was just like, really? But it was like, it just so happens that the Babalayo in my village also has the images of 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 you and, and all of the mermaids here and you know mm, I'll take you I'm, there. Take you there. I'll take take me home and I'll take you there, Simadilly. Which I also respect Cola a little bit because that's when I think it was Yamoja. She even says, Why didn't you say anything earlier? Or maybe it was Simadilly. No, it was Yamoja. She goes, Why didn't you say anything earlier? And he goes, I need to get I need to hold this over your head. I need to ha- I need to find a way back home. You're gonna get me there. But I'm not like, of course, I wasn't just going to be like, oh, and by the way, I, yeah. I, I need something out of this. So yeah, like, I get that. For real. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you to the priest, you know, da, 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 just, you know, a little tit for tat, tit for tat. And uh, Nomoja's like, okay, fine, 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 fine. Go get the boat. Here's the boat, whatever. But then she's like, similarly, you know, travel in human form. Humans are fucking scary. Do not reveal yourself. And then she gives her the emerald like blade. Love yeah. that. I also love the the part where she's like, and don't you fall in love with that boy. <laughs> Not only don't you do it, but now she's giving her a reason why. Like, now i got to tell You'll this girl everything. Foam. You're going to die. Not only if you do not fall in love with him. It's not just like, don't fall in love with him because you can't control that part sometimes, um, as we know with the Shadow Hunters. Um, but it's don't act upon it. Because if you act upon it, that's when you'll turn to foam and die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a good line here. It says humans are cruel in their curiosity, which is like yeah. a, a good no, way. A good way. The entire earth. No wonder nobody wants to even like beam us up. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Aliens <laughs> are like, nah. Um, but it is. So after that conversation, um, Nemoja gives them the boat. They head east. They're like, you're going to get to the river. Walk two days there. Um, Simadili has some memories, more of her family. Um, it is now, though, that we're at the reclaimed boat with the captain. And Simadili is, you know, looking around on the boat. They they see, uh, she sees some people that are dressed in the similar dress as her father. And she's on land now. She's getting these memories a lot faster. She's like, oh, my gosh, they're from Odili. They're from my village. That's the capital. Oh, my goodness, which I thought was just, like, very sweet. But then right after that, they are attacked by um, Shango and Oya, and we have just, like, massive plot dropping there. I love, you know what, I really love, because they're, Shango, who is the god controlling the lightning, and his wife is Oya, and together, they want to, like, they say, they, they you know, they want to answer the prayers of their people. They want to overturn the ships, that their people are, like, basically begging for, like, anything is begging for, like, this is what they believe. And one of the things that Simi says is, but what about the edict? And they even said, you know what? This isn't about the edict. We'll deal with that shit. But this is about our people. And they're begging. They are. We hear the cries for help. Um, it turns out it's not the right ship. But it was just the overall impact. I think it's just like important in general to be like, you know what? fuck the government basically do what's right and they realize that this is what was the right thing to do is answering the call of their people they are though in a pact with Ishu. uh Ishu is um, not going to tell alodomari about what they're doing if they look for the rings everybody's in a pact with this fucker yeah everyone is everyone is in a pact with him um and uh, Oya says that, like, look, don't trust Ishu. He's not relaying messages. Uh, all yeah, of this she was is like, sus. I, 
Yeah, and she like brings it aside. She was like, I only have a hot second because he, her husband was doing the other things. He was like doing and she's like, and that's when Simi even goes like, why, why don't you speak up? She's like, mm, not my cross to bear. Yeah, she's like, mm, uh, yeah, not not doing it, but but you can have all this knowledge. <laughs> you can deal with it. Do with this what you'd like. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, and then um, Shango and Oya decide to stay on that boat as that boat travels on to catch the slaving ship that captured um, Kola. And then Kola and Simi continue on, but get knocked out in a storm sent by Ishu. Yep. Yeah, because that's what I, I was going to say. And that's when now she's back into a mermaid, which is the only way that she survived. That's the whole thing. And then she's like looking for Cola. She's searching. And she she basically finds like an estuary that, you know, is a little bit calmer. And she sees a community of people known as the Yamodas. Um, and she had only known about them through... Um, like the, cause in this book, you get flashbacks, um, of her remembering her human life. And it was a story that her mother and her father would share with her. Um, basically it's a group of people who you, you hear about them, but if you, if they don't want to be seen, they won't be seen. And at the center of their kind of like communal gathering, she sees Cola and she's just like, oh crap. He's still passed out unconscious. Now I gotta, now I gotta do something about this. And, um, and that's where we get more of the story where she meets Issa, who winds up traveling with them later in their journey and his grandfather, Salif. And they're just kind of like, I, I, they're, they're learning more information about the deities, really. They are. So it's important to mention that the Abaya is there and that's the, um, West African unicorn like animal and that's the secret animal that leads her Simadili to through the river that's her first time like going up through the river um to the i guess village you want to call it a village uh where i where the fairies are where the yumbos are uh and that you're right that's where we learn about the twins right the 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 souls one body mischief and abundance and that's how that's why they settled there because the land is very fertile um, and there's prosperity there. Um, but this is where we have the vision, right? Where they all, all these small fairy people pass out cold. And they, and so does Simidili. And they wake up. Well, Simidili wakes up screaming, more or less. Um, but the, the fairies wake up and they're just like, well, that sucked. That was really bad. That was really bad. And we're going to, like, get on that. But, like, let's continue our dinner. And I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. Like, you know what? Let me just finish dinner. We'll figure it out later if we want to bring it up later. Yeah, it's just like, uh, but but the the visions are of, like, complete desolation, destruction. Um, Samadili's, like, uh, walking on fairy bones and everything is dying. Basically just a massive, massive, massive famine. Uh, you know, very, very sad, very sad. But they're like, yeah, there's nothing to be done. You know, visions can change, whatever. And and you're right. This is where Issa is like, um, I can be a guide. I can go with you. I can take you home. Your village is not far from here, Cola. And Cola's like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Fine, 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 fine. And this is where we have the rope bridge with the elephant stampede, which uh, I 
went to South Africa and have been in a situation where elephants are acting scary and I can only imagine what a surprise elephant stampede is like. I bet it's just the most terrifying thing in the world. But I can only imagine what that was like coming upon these like rogue elephants just like stampeding and being like, what the fuck, man? And then being in that stinky, stinky, stinky ass river. My God. Um, with the Nikki Naka, like, ugh, gross. Nikki Naka. Oh my gosh. Can I say, you know, that whole, cause the Nikki Naka is what they fought underwater. That reminded me of the Demon Tide scene, whatever they were fighting underwater there, because that was another creature. Just not to compare, like, because the Demon Tide is not white at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very diverse. Um, It just reminded me. I was like, this is terrifying. They're still underwater. They're still underwater. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. I was like, I knew that they weren't. We were only in the middle of the book. But you're like, how are you going to get out of this? But and still, it's even scarier when the Nikki Naga starts talking, starts talking, and and um, Simadilly's like, "Yo, stop! What are you doing? Like, stop it!" And the Nikki Naga's like, "I'm gonna eat you! I'm gonna eat you! I know, like, you didn't provoke me, but I'm gonna eat you!" And um, it's like, you know, the balance is gone. But then she thinks she has control of him for a hot second. She's like, "Oh my god." Maybe cool, cool, I do cool. have yeah. the power. Hi. And then she does it. She's like, oh, run away, run away. Yeah. No, she starts like attacking him and the she's like just keeps stabbing him over and over and over again. And he's like, you know, disease and death, I'll still eat you when you're like that. Like it's it is all good. Nom, the nom, balance nom, nom. of the earth is gone. Didn't you feel it? And of course that moment uh that everyone felt that he's referring to is when the twins were taken um from there and she said she was like am i not as connected to the water as i thought i was that was her moment you're like maybe maybe i'm not as connected the poor i really feel for simadilly she is 17 i know right like that poor poor girl uh but now now we're in oko we're in oko uh this, the, I highlighted this because, um, you know, we're, we're in Cola's village, you know, everything is kind of dead on the outside, but when they open the gates, you know, all the people are there and everything is very lively. And Simidili releases the breath she didn't know that she was holding. <laughs> it's like, oh, good for you. Get that out. Fresh breath. My goodness. But I, I, I do kind of love that trope now. I just find it entertaining whenever they actually like put it like it's fun. I do too. Sometimes I don't know if it's a nod to the readers because now I like seeing it more when it's not in a romantic context. Like, or when it's the guy, I always like when it's the guy point of view where he's like, he didn't realize, like he released a breath. He didn't know it was, or, you know, in practice. Oh my God. I was under, thank God. Release that breath. We're finally in the freedom. Like when it's not related to a romantic thing, I think I even like it more now. And it makes me giggle. It's like, oh, I, I hope it's a nod <laughs> to the readers. It just makes me like so me happy. Me too. It'd be <laughs> such a fun, like a, like a conspiracy theory all the authors are in on. Like that, the one thing that they all put into a book now. We can hope. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> uh, there's a mention, our first mention here of Ilfadeo, which is the new guard who is, you know, issue surprise it's issue uh but yeah because but like did you see that coming no i I didn't (laughs) i feel like i don't but like i i always look to you because i don't see anything coming i almost almost never see anything coming you're like 
Read chapter two. Read it again. <laughs> I thought he was sus. I thought he was sus just because Simondilli thought he was sus, but I didn't. Uh, I did. I had to go back and like read the um, throne room scene a couple times because I was just like, "What is going on?" Well, Coley was even sus. He was like, "When? When did we get new guards? Yeah, where are you from, my like, man?" Like he was like at the same time he's trying to understand that his village and his parents and his family are processing that they didn't lose their son, you know, that he is very much alive and well. So that's so, so, and for me, when they, when he said like, oh, everybody's wearing white, who died? He, in my head, I was like, you, you died. Yeah, you did. Like, they thought you died. You thick man, like you. Out, and then like, he finds out, Oh, it's not for me. It's for it's my like, sisters. And they're not even like my sister and my brother. It's like, they're not even dead. They were just kidnapped and y'all are giving up hope. Uh-uh. Yeah. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no. no we need- take that white out. They're yeah. like, you're not wearing white. He goes, cause they're not dead. They're not dead. Well, we have stuff to do. So after, after he's like, mom, we got stuff to do. I'll be <laughs> back. Uh, they, I say they, uh, who is it? It's Bam and Yinka and, you know, et al. kind of Ilfideo. I, yeah. Yeah, go to the priest, right? We're at the priest. Um, we're at the Babalayo. And we get so much plot here. He's the one that made the sapphires. He's the one that blessed them. He did have the rings, but he doesn't anymore because he gave them to the twins in the protection ceremony. You know, and he, he bound he the rings apart. to them. Yeah. yeah, It's a whole thing. The rings are ampli- amplifiers. Also, by this point, we're this is chapter 16. We're 16 in chapters in and we're like, now we're getting like more meat to the story. Yeah. So like we get like, cause we understand what the pretense is at the beginning. We're like, okay, go ask for forgiveness. You did this to yourself. You go, you made your bed go lie in it. So now we've been on this adventure. Now we're 16 chapters in and we're like, ah, more plot. <laughs> yeah. More plot. The twins are Arisha incarnate. So it's like, um, two bodies, like one soul. And without them, the land will die because they're the ones that bring like prosperity to the land. So, you know, very interesting. But Simidilly's just like, well, where are they? So like, <laughs> f- fuck, where are they then? And then this is where we get the beautiful hair braiding, like map scene. Love the scene. This, the, the, I, 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 I I didn't even know that something like this could be done. That shows a lot about me, whatever. But this is so beautiful. This idea is stunning. And if this were on screen, I can only imagine how powerful this would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking I would love to see this in a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, just, like, not even a movie. Like, even, like, I feel like it's two books right now, so it's it would be a movie. Or, you know, like a mini series, however you want to do it. But it just had to be such a, it is such a powerful scene. I love the camaraderie between the sisters. I love um, just them sharing stories and listening to each other. And I think it was just, there was even a moment that I think Simi Daly wanted to ask a question and she already knew she was like no and she's like you didn't know what i was gonna no i knew what you were gonna ask no we are we're just friends maybe at one point when we were younger but 
and she was referring to like her and Cola because they grew up together and everything. She's like, but we are very platonic and we are very respectful of each other. Like that is not even a question that you need to. I just, we love talking about female friendships just in the podcast in general. So when you see it um, highlighted and portrayed so lovingly and beautifully, um, it, it just stands out a little bit more. And it, and it was because initially Yinko did not welcome Samadili at all. Uh, she was very like protective and she does say that. Like, and in fairness, like I think anybody is with anybody like newcomer be like, who are you? I'm the owner of this house. Like, oh, yeah, I get that. Like, I, yeah, for sure. But then they have this, this kind of, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's more, Samadili says, and she does feel that she is less, right? She does feel that she's like, she's not human. She is less than. And uh, she feels that she is, you know, she's always falling behind. She's too slow. She's not strong. Um, she does kind of like hate herself. So it is nice to have this bonding moment between them. Uh, so because later on, um, Yinka says like, no, I see you. You're here. You are part of our group. Like, I am in awe of you. We get that a little bit later. And that is that is just so, so beautiful. Um, but knowing where Simadili's head is, where she's like, you know, I am less than, makes that so much more powerful later when she does accept everything, too. Really great. Uh, we do have, like, memories here, too. Like, Simadili was born in the river, and um, Yumoja is her ancestral Arisha. Like, that's really beautiful. And, like... Yumoja uh, like helped her mother give birth in the river. That was a really beautiful memory. It made me think, and maybe I won't. I, I don't feel like it was confirmed. Like it doesn't feel like foreshadowing because we already know that she's a mermaid. But I wonder. But like that's not mentioned later in this book either. It'd be like, oh yeah, I helped birth you. That's why I picked you. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder if we get that in the second, like that confirm because we already know. She didn't share a lot of other stuff with her. So who's to know what, what else she hasn't shared because nobody asked her. Yeah, for real. For real. Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? Uh, from from this, we go back to our village. You know, this is a travel book. We go back to our village. And, uh, you know, Ifideo is there and he has black eyes. He's very skinny and he has a limb. All these are very important, like, traits. Um, but this is also where we have our fight with Isa, where Kola is like, go home. I don't want you here. Uh, I don't need you and I'm not your brother because Isa is just like a small little fairy and they are afraid for him and they want him to go home. And they're like, look, he's not going to go like willingly. You really have to like kind of break his heart and then he'll go. And that was so sad to me. I was like, oh, don't yell at him. Don't yell at him. And then you know what you do? They, then like, don't break his heart, break my heart. And then you do. And he's dead. Yeah, for real. And then he dies. He dies later. And spoiler. like, I'm just, just like, you know, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> he dies. Um, but then I'm like, I did the thing where I always think they're not going to do the thing in a YA book. And they do it. And I'm shocked every time. I was like, they really killed him. Yeah, why like, doesn't why pull any punches? Well, I was like, first, I was complaining about how books are like, they never do the thing. There's never any follow through. Now, how many books have we, we, cause we just, we, oh, cause we also just read Blood Marks last week. Um, we were like, it's like everybody keeps just dying. Now everybody all of a sudden wants to do the thing. 
I was yeah. like, stop doing the thing. Stop doing the thing. <laughs> uh, we are up to, I think, one of my, I guess, like top three scenes in this book. Uh, this is where, so after the fight, they all get back on a boat and they're going to um, Issues Island, right? I have to give these people a lot of credit to to keep putting themselves on these boats. How how have you not developed your trauma yet? <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. But that, yeah. Boats are scary. Boats are scary. I know. Boats are scary. Um, but Samadili goes down to Aloku, and I loved this. You know, as I said in the beginning of the episode, like the ocean terrifies me. Like the deep ocean is absolutely terrifying. But the idea of a god that wanted to flood the world, right, who gets punished and is chained and um, stuck in the land of the dead, and he's like forgotten because Ishu isn't relaying his messages. Right. And um, she goes down there and she's like, yo, yo, enemy, enemy, friend situation. (laughs) What can I do for you? What can you do for me? And they strike a bargain and we don't get the details of that bargain until later. But I really liked this imagery and, you know, it was cold and she was like, you know, face down on the ocean floor and. I I enjoyed that. There was a, it was a moment of suspense and kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen here. And then he just kind of goes away after they make their bargain. It was like, oh, all right, cool. I feel like that, like, that's just like an ongoing thing is when they make bargains like, what's the one? It's like with uh, Simi Dalla, she They're like, you have to do whatever you ask. I ask of you when I ask of it. And she's like, I was going through in my head. How bad could it really be? I guess I can say okay. Not knowing, not knowing what any of this is. Like, you can't do that. You can't do it. Why doesn't anybody realize you can't just like open-ended bar- promise, be par- promising bargains? And all she said is, but you have to do the same for me. No, that's not how this works. No, why is it anybody thinking like, oh, I feel like that one commercial. They're like, that's that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Get better with your bargains. Get specific. Uh, right after this, uh, this is where uh, Yinka sees Simidili change. And this is where we have this this lovely um, start to this relationship where they all know now uh, that she is a mermaid. All Everybody on the boat. Um, but she, Simidili, does lie. To everybody, they're like, "Yeah, I was gonna go to like a Loku, but like I didn't see him. No, I to- I totally, <laughs> totally didn't strike a bargain. No, it's totally fine. Let's just forget all about that. Let's forget all about that. Let's drop some plot in your lap because we're gonna talk about Ilfadeo and his his whole his whole situation here, right? So they are talking about issue and they're talking about stories about him." And all of this stuff. And they're saying that um, Ishu is like, like in charge of the crossroads and like opens and closes doors. And he is in charge of the, the routes we take and the beginning and end of life. And he's also like a trickster. And it's really important to like know all of these things and like keep all of these things in like the, the forefront of your mind. And then they tell this Ishu story about switching the sun and the moon so that people can't navigate. And, and this is, this is like, where when I was rereading it, I was like, why why are you saying something like that, Fidea? Why are you saying like, but did they die? It's like, 
Why you gotta say that? Why are you just like <laughs> outing yourself like that? Because everyone's like, what? He's like, mm. never mind, never mind. Yeah, never mind, never mind. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but he's like, but they didn't die, you know. That's you know, whatever. Um, and then he's like, so what are y'all doing? What's the plan here, y'all? Totally not sus. Totally not sus. Um, my note also here is like, Isa is in the hold. <laughs> but it was, it was just like, oh, okay. So in my second reread, I was like, mm, all right, there it is. You know, if it, you know, because there are some other hints, but it was like, oh, well, there's a really, really big one, which I thought was interesting. Um, but from here, we're on the island. And the island is a scary place, I feel like. A very forested, scary dead island with hyenas in the middle and a big volcano and scary castle. I love a shifter situation. Yeah. Yeah. Very scary. But it's the the conversation that Simidili has with Yinka. And it's where, um, you know, do not be ashamed of what you are. And uh, you are magnificent. I see you. And then... Uh, Simidili has been from now on thinking, if only I were human, I wouldn't be so slow. This is like from the island on is where she's really putting those thoughts like like out there. She's like, I I, I wouldn't have to wait. I wouldn't have to um, be so weak. My feet wouldn't hurt if only I were human. Well, it's the first time. It's kind of like the reverse of what she's been doing from not even the reverse, but just like how things have flipped from the beginning of the book, because in the beginning of the book, she wanted to stay human and have her memories and like be above the sand kind of situation. And now she's like, Oh, what I would do to be under the water and in like my comfort zone, like this, it wouldn't be so difficult. Like this isn't, this is literally not who I am anymore. I want to see more of these hyenas. Don't you want to see more of these hyenas? Mm -hmm. These hyenas do not want to be hyenas all the time. Speaking of like not who they are anymore. They want to be, they, from the limited time that we see them, they do not have control over like their shifting abilities and they're being controlled by issue. So I want to see them, um, in, I, I, I don't know. I just really need to read book two. Maybe they're already in there. Um, but I, I want to see everything because, um, they might be kin with Yinka, right? Cause they, they shift and they're like, Yinka, are you kin? And Yinka's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. They're like, it smells like you are. And she's like, but like they just keep going by her, their scent, you know? And of course they're picking up on the scent because they're shifters and not just, you know, hyenas have like more, I guess, better olfactory glands i don't know um i have to assume because you know you have like they're in the dog family oh my god maybe they're not in the dog family hold on even though they look like dogs they are not related to them oh there you go interesting interesting uh after after we meet the hyenas so what also is very interesting is infidea is the one that finds the tunnel entrance into the castle it's like yeah okay we we get Just, we know where um, your door is <laughs> on my second read, I was like, okay, cool. But the the first time, he's like, here it is. Mm. Here it is. Here. It is funny, though, that he's annoyed that the passage is blocked. Like, he he didn't realize it. He's like, the passage is blocked. Duh. And Zividili's like, no, we can move this, you stupid men. Like, come on, move the rock. Come on. And um, 
after, so after this, because um, Yinka ends up staying behind and they, they get out of the rock tunnel passage and they close the rock and the hyenas are stuck back there. And uh, Infidea is the only one that's like not really injured um, because Kola is injured and Bema is injured. And Cola, just Kola is rough. Yeah. I mean, they were like, really he, rough. He, I was like, this boy keeps, keeps almost dying. And I think they even say that too. She's like, yeah. are you trying here? Yeah, for real. And Simadilly is really pissed off that Infideo is is the only one that isn't injured, which is just like very funny. Uh, but then we get to this bridge. I love this bridge. It's like a it's like a, a Legend of the Hidden Temple situation. The rope bridge. Yes. Like, yeah, it's like very like yeah. It's like the three pictures, and you have to like know the story, and it it's really good. But it is full circle, so it is like, of course, like Simadilly's mom's a storyteller, so like all all of it is like. And then they were just like to get through it, they were like, "Follow my exact." Like that, you know that there was a pattern, so they were like, "You have to follow the exact pattern," and if it goes to shit, just run. Yeah, like and so in your head, it's like Temple Run meets Legends of the Hidden Temple meets Rope Bridges. Like, there's so many factors where you just you have the visual in your head, both as it's starting and when it goes to shit. Yeah, and it goes to shit. Oh my god, does it ever? Uh, but the you have to. You have to figure out what the story is and then choose the right tiles to cross the bridge safely. And the story they figure out is how Ishu became the messenger of Alotomaya. And it's how he tricked her in the garden. So it's like the garden, the yam, all of it. I love how at first, like, everyone was like, are you sure? And Simi's like, men. Yeah. He's like, like, of course. He's so self-centered. He has his ego. It's absolutely the story about himself. Yeah. And she does. And the only thing that she gets wrong is she chooses uh, one of the wrong slippers. She chooses the opulent slipper instead of the slipper that has a back with it. And that's what makes one of the platforms like suck into each other. And then they all end up jumping. But then Issa is killed. Issa is killed by the, it's like the bat monsters, right? Um, the, the Samba Sams, like, oh my God. I don't even feel like we had like a proper time to mourn because it was like, it, it was just a, but we got to keep moving. Like we can't, we do not have time to stop, which is just like what happened in Bloodmarked when, uh, Nick Davis or Nick's dad dies and he's like, I, I, he just go, he just went and we're like, but is that, is that just died? We're, we're not gonna, okay. No, it's like, <laughs> okay. to do. It's all right. So. And, and, but that was what it is here, too. And they're like, his soul, you know, it was so beautiful. You could see it. And it was just like, oh, my God, it's very, very sad. Um, you know, Bem is also not going to make it here, too. But then we're in the throne room. Oh, my God. Here's the reveal. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, of course, of course, issue is limping. He has one foot in the human world and one foot in the other world. Of course. Oh, my God. What a surprise. I really was like... Sometimes when the surprises and the plot twists happen, I wind up rereading it because I can't believe it. I was like, wait, what? I feel like that happens a lot. And I know I'm not the only person. No, not at all. I absolutely did this a few times as well because uh, he's he's like walking up to the throne room and everything starts to like change and then his appearance change. And he like turns around and he's like, speak, Simmy. You know, what do you want, little fish? Speak. 
speak. Um, and then he just, you know, is a messy bitch that loves drama and decides to spill the tea about like, oh, you can't love her, BT dubs, because she'll turn into foam. Right. Oh, did she not tell you? Yeah. Let me tell you for her. And she's like, oh, and like, it was like, oh, she didn't tell you, huh? And she can't do this and she can't do that. And then like, oh, it's like, oh, did, did you guys not talk that out? Okay. It was like, so- what a jerk. <laughs> And you know she was just like they were both and and even after ooh, I just hit my desk. I'm sorry. Even when he says all that, you know Cola just steps in closer and holds her hand. And she was even like like even he knows all the truth and he's still being all swoony. Not and this isn't a romance. let's let's not put it like this isn't a romance book. This isn't, you know, this is plot book. But it was cute to have that. It really was. It really was cute because that's like the last cute moment we have because it all goes to <laughs> shit right after this. So quickly, so quickly. I remember I looked at, I was like, how, how much time do I have left in the book? And I go, oh my God, it's almost done. Yeah, it's almost done. So it's bam, bam, bam from here. Okay. So the plot is the twins are in a cage upstairs and um, Kende put her ring into the ocean so that it could not be taken from her because it has to be given willingly. And if she doesn't know where it is, she cannot give it to issue willingly. So she's her ring is out. The brother has his ring and he is like waffling about giving it or not, depending on the situation, which, you know, he's like, they're like eight. I totally understand. <laughs> I, also I get it. brothers. Yeah, like I get it. I get it. Uh, but then we have um, so there, there's like a fight or whatever. And um, between Ishu and Kola, you know, there's there's a big fight. And um, Samidili goes upstairs to the twins. They're in a cage. She can't get them out, whatever. And then we have Kola comes upstairs. And Kola is, like, limping. And he has his sword. And he's like, Ishu's coming. He gives her the key so that the brother and sister can come out of the cage. And then he's like, come to me. Come to me, brother and sister. Where the fuck is the ring? <laughs> and everyone's like, yo. <laughs> What? Why are you acting like this? And then the real cola like comes up the stairs a few minutes later and everyone's like, oh, duh. So much. I feel like that was a running, I don't want to say theme, but it kind of threw, if it was throwing us off, you knew it was throwing the the actual characters off. Oh yeah, it's like what? Like, why, why are we? Why are you yelling? Why like, are you acting so weird? Yeah, and it's like, oh, trickster god. We're supposed to keep all of this, like you know, <sighs> duh. But then we have our villain monologue. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun. Issue. Go off. Go off. You you tell us why you want to be like supreme commander, master of the universe. You just go off, and he does. It's not fair. It's not fair. I don't want to be the messenger anymore. I want to be really powerful. The rings will make me really powerful, but I can't find one of them. That's what it sounded like. I mean, that's because it's what it was. It really was. He's like, um, you know, and everybody's going to do what I say. And that'll be that'll be the best, you know, because like, you know, power. I, I, yeah, Phenomenal I cosmic power. Yeah. You know, I um I I won't neglect anybody. I'll be in charge. It's like okay, whatever. All right. But then but then he admits 
that um, uh, Alotamari wouldn't have gone far enough in her punishment of Nemoja, and that's why he decided to scar her. He's like, well, she wouldn't have taken it far enough. Obviously, she wouldn't have learned her lesson. It's like, yo, that is not your call to make, my guy. Like, you can't just do that. And uh, he, he just... He just goes off, and he's basically just a jealous, small, little man. I mean, consistent. Yeah. What a theme. <laughs> yeah, consistent. And then and then after after all of this, he's like, okay, okay, Simadilly, okay, 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 let, let's, work, we're, let's work something out, right, right? You want to be human again? I can do that. Like, if I'm all-powerful God— not only can I make you human again, but I can make it so, like, none of this is a bad thing. Like, it's all good. And she's tempted. She's she thought tempted. about it for a hot yeah. second. She's like, she's like, but then she realized that's not what she wants anymore. Yeah, because that's when she's like, I'm not ashamed anymore. Uh, you know what? I will find everything on my own. I'll do it on my own. I don't need you. If there's a way to be human, you know what? I'll I'll find it. And, you know... Thank God for her, because, like, what a powerful moment just to be like, fuck you. I'll do it on my own. If this thing exists, I'll find it. And if she still wants it, because let's not forget how many times, like, she was starting to go back to the whole, oh, my God, I really wish I wasn't human right now. This would be so much easier in this form. The times that she was saying how, like, the water calls to her, which I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like Moana, how she's just called to it. And just, you know, how she's like, my skin feels tight. I'm in pain. I don't want to, like, she's growing. Like, I think those are just the natural growing pains from, like, not just when you're 17, like, in your 20s and your 30s and, like, wherever you are during different situations in your life you're like it's okay to like you know what that could have been a very real thing that i wanted at a different point in my life and things change also did you get the riddle no did you try i, I didn't even try i didn't even try i was like i was doing the riddle and i was like no i'm not even gonna try i lucked out in akatar <laughs> i lucked out in akatar and then when they said the, the answer was infinity i was like oh I wasn't even going to get that if I tried. I'm so glad I didn't try. Did you? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it was like, what was it? It was like, um, you know, exist without discovering, ever changing. Um, you know, I bring you to all um, to a Lodomari because uh, he was talking about like everything is repeating patterns. Um, and one of my favorite things, though, is Simadilly's like, okay, okay, don't talk in. Is that, are you just talking because you don't know the answer? Like, come on. Because he's like, <laughs> I was born. She's like, enough. Do you know it or not? And then he's like, infinity. Um, and then she's like, bet. And then they just like jump into the sea. Uh, she grabs him <laughs> around the waist and jumps into the sea. I What a moment. What a moment. Just down so good so good i am simadilly follow me home i am more than my memories this is my choice this is my oh my gosh oh my gosh how powerful and they have and then simadilly fights in the sea with issue eels are creepy yeah yeah <laughs> like this whole sequence has, has the there eels. ever been like one where you're like oh that's not that bad no. I, don't, I don't know but this whole sequence with the eels i was just like Bleh. Uh, but this black pearl that she puts down, I was like, what is this? What is, what is this? Aloku had black pearls. What is this? Uh, when she did it. And then she, and then it was just like not mentioned for a little bit. And then Aloku popped out and I was like, ha ha. Hmm. Yay. Like a, I, I want to say like a beacon of sorts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I really enjoy it because, like, Aloku also gets his revenge, and Simadilly slashes the fuck out of Ishu's cheeks um, to get her revenge. Good. Yeah, and Emoja's revenge as well. And I really liked this whole scene of where Aloku starts, like, binding Ishu, and he's just, like, wrapping the chains around, like, tighter and tighter. And then he's like, wait, we could talk about it. No! Yeah, he's like, fuck, no, we cannot! <laughs> but then um, Simadilly and Aloku are like, uh, so you can hold up your end and hold up your end, dot, dot, dot. And he gives her the ring that he found, which is just like, oh, all right. Well, plot, everything's wrapping up kind of nicely because we don't know the terms of the bargain yet. Um, but then we go back up to the surface. Cola dies, like he dies. Um, but then the, between the rings and the twins and, you know, being all amplified and everything, um, the soul brings Cola back to life. <laughs> and uh, Simadilly has another really great thing. She's like, I am more than this. I am more than just a girl. I am so many things. And it's just like, yes, yes, so good. And then we have the, the fulfillment of the quest, right? To apologize to the Supreme God, Alodomari, for breaking the decree. So the twins give the rings to Simi. And um, Alodomari just blankets Simi in love, right? Yeah. So nice. It's so nice. And it was almost like a moment of like, that's it. You just had to ask for forgiveness. And yeah. like, it's okay. Because how often, I don't know, traumatized young millennial here, uh, you could ask for forgiveness and they're like, that's great. You're taking ownership of your actions and you're still penalized. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, you know, forgive me, forgive me for Cola. Um, you know, I'm I'm sorry. And all of these images come by of Simi's life. She shows herself like um saving Cola and there's just this feeling of like gratitude that comes over Simi. So Alodomari has is like grateful and there's this big comforting peace. And and you're right, that was it. And then so the rings go back to the twins. And then we have, and then we have Cola, who's like, you know, kind of, he's like coming out of it. And uh, Simadilly's like, mm, I lied, by the way. And I did see a loku. And he gave me that pearl. You weren't down there, but he gave me this pearl. And when I summoned him, he told me to keep a secret because he didn't know who I could trust. And, you know, good thing he did because we had a traitor in us. So good, but also bad because um, I have to go help him fight his loneliness now for like, you know, ever and live in the land of the dead. So bye. And then she just like jumps off of the balcony and and leaves and she leaves him. And like, that's the end of the book. Do you think if we didn't find out the bargain... This would have been like, oh, that's a nice standalone. Yeah. <laughs> but we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause cause yeah, because that would have been a standalone. Like she yeah. she's back to the sea, right? Like yeah. the mermaids usually, usually end up back in the sea or they end up foam. So like back in the sea, that's better than foam. Hooray. But like there's more. So I'm so excited that there's more because I need to know what happens. Uh, this was so good. And it's like, and you don't have to wait for it. Like, yeah, it's already the, out. The second, it's out. The second book is out. So I feel like that's kind of, yeah, like, cause, cause that, I mean, that's the thing with, I feel like 
it's rare to find standalones now, at least from the books that we've been reading. Um, because otherwise, because you, you have to, you want to leave the reader wanting more. And obviously publishers, I could only assume are looking for those franchise, looking for those series. They want to get people hooked. You want to have a, you know, like kind of like a built in audience. So when that next book comes, you already have your initial audience there and then some, because that's kind of the perk now. We don't have to wait for that second book. We go right, we go right into it. Jess, what was your favorite moment here? <sighs> I, I really liked, I mean, I it was so early in the book, but I really liked, um, Simi confronting Yemoja. Like, but you didn't tell me. I know it's like such a small thing, but I feel like applying it to just like real life, the fact that she was even able to stand up is one of the reasons why I love Gen Z and Gen Alpha. They're like, no, fuck that. Like, we're not going to just take anything. I'm going to ask questions. And I respect that so much that she has that at 16, 17 years old. Because I didn't, not at 17. I was very compliant. I'm an eldest people pleaser. Like, I, I'm, yes, you tell me what to do. I will do it right away. Um, and I'm learning to find that now as an adult. So I think I, whenever I see any, um, any, you know, female MC in a book standing up for like what's right and questioning authority, I I envy that. I'm like, wait, I wish I had that at that age. That's such a good answer. <laughs> what was yours? Oh, um... I also like them saying about the white people being ghosts and spirits. I cracked up. I, I was laughing. I lost my voice again last night um, when I like was loosely being recovered. Uh, favorite scenes. I would say that actually it's there are like three right in the middle. Um, the cold open, I really love that cold open. I really love the hair braiding map scene. Mm-hmm. And I really love the idea of her just diving off, right? And going down and like leaving everybody and, and going down. Cause I imagine he's like yelling after her, right? He's, he's yeah. like submitted, like, you know, and she's high up there and the ocean's like deep and roiling and she's just like, like how dramatic how gorgeous how stunning with her golden pink rose pink scales like oh my god stunning i want to see her tail yeah i want some fan art of her tail maybe i'll do it like i don't even know if there is any i haven't seen it i should correct myself i haven't actively looked for it to see if there is anything out there I have not either. I really wanted to stay like focused and like yeah. locked in. So I didn't read any reviews and I didn't look at any fan art, but I will now. That was incredibly enjoyable. Yeah, that was so fun. And I'm so like, you got two reads out of this so far. Would you read it again to get, um, like, I mean, you could probably pick up the second one right away, but if you weren't picking up the second one right away, could you see yourself going back to you and be like, you know what? I want to, I want to read this again. Yeah, I I do. And I do think that I could do it quickly at a high speed uh, Mm -hmm. because I am very familiar with the story and in the dialect. Yeah. 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 And so I think it would be just a really easy refresher before starting the next book. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. It's not a slog by any means. (laughs) 
But thanks for joining us in this discussion. Um, please feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Acafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura, and Acafe Jessica. And uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks for joining. Bye. Thanks. Bye.